Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Companies did not take enough action to address online extremism ahead of the Capitol riot. We'll get details from The Washington Post at 1010. Dow down 392, Asian markets mixed. The Capitals fell quite short tonight against the wild. No big comeback. It's 10 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. I'm Jennifer Kuyper in Chicago. As the rain ends in California, the soil is saturated, which increases the risk of mudslides and sinkholes. CBS's Chris Van Cleaver. In Ojai, they're digging out. John Sion rode out back-to-back storms at home. Could not sleep. You know, uh, I was going out and checking the water levels about every 20 minutes, making sure it you know, wasn't going to rise up on me real fast and, and catch me by surprise. Now, in some places, damage could take months to fully repair. And because the ground is super saturated, any new rain could bring with it new damage. President Biden travels to California on Thursday to tour that damage. Authorities are appealing for the public's help in solving the murders of six people at a central California home yesterday. Tulare County Sheriff Mike Boudreau says the shootings in Goshen were not random. Go back and look at your home videos. Doesn't matter how far away you were from the scene. Any video evidence that you find suspicious, please contact the Tulare County Sheriff's Office. Police in Albuquerque, New Mexico, say a Republican candidate who lost his bid for a state house seat in the November elections is the man behind a series of shootings at the homes of elected Democrats. CBS's Skylar Henry. A SWAT team took 39-year-old Solomon Pena into custody in Albuquerque, New Mexico, Monday. Police called him the mastermind behind a series of shootings targeting the homes of four local Democratic officials that began in December. Police say the former Republican candidate conspired with four men to commit the crimes. The TSA stopped a record number of guns at airport security checkpoints in 2022 with passengers trying to bring more than 6,500 guns onto planes in their carry-on luggage. More from CBS's Caitlin Huey-Burns. Keith Jeffries spent 20 years at the TSA. He says new scanners are making identification more efficient. There are folks that own firearms and then there are responsible firearm owners. But unfortunately, we're seeing more and more where folks are saying, I forgot it was in my bag. The TSA requires guns to be unloaded and properly secured in checked luggage. You must also notify your airline. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen appears ready to help Congress deal with the debt ceiling, which she initially warned the U.S. would hit on Thursday. CBS's Scott McFarland. The Treasury Secretary is able to take what she characterizes as extraordinary measures to buy some time to give from this Thursday through likely late spring for there to be negotiations. A Los Angeles judge has declared that porn performer Ron Jeremy is in cognitive decline and mentally incompetent to stand trial on dozens of rape and sexual assault counts. China records its first population fall in decades as births drop. This is CBS News. This winter, there are now updated COVID-19 booster shots designed for recent Omicron variants. Learn more and schedule your updated booster at vaccines.gov. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. 1003 on WTOP, Tuesday night, January 17th, 2023. In Manassas, we're at 34 degrees.
with some dense fog tonight. Watch your step and stay close to WTOP, your weather alert station. I'm Dimitri Sotis with the top stories we're following this hour. New this evening, a woman is dead and two others hurt, including a teenager after a shooting in southeast D.C. tonight. This happened just before 9 p.m. on Benning Road near D.C.'s border with Prince George's County. D.C. police say a woman died at the scene. A man and teenage boy were found conscious and breathing and have been rushed to the hospital. No word on any suspect information right now. D.C. police are planning to hold a media briefing on the shooting tonight. Stay with us here and at WTOP.com for the latest. School resource officers should remain in Alexandria City Schools. It's the finding of the advisory group formed to determine the future of SROs in the city school system. The School Law Enforcement Partnership Advisory Group has been meeting since last summer. It will present its recommendations in two days before the school board. The group says SROs, school resource officers, will not solve safety concerns on their own, but taking them away would send a message to families that the school system in Alexandria doesn't take violence seriously. It's 10.04. If Virginia teachers have students in their classes identifying as a gender different from their biological sex, they would be required to put out calls to parents. That's the way it would work under a controversial proposal, and it's a proposed law that's circulating right now in Virginia's General Assembly. WTOP's Nick Ionelli with our report. It is sure to spark heated debate as the bill would require teachers to contact a student's parents if they have reason to believe that the student is self-identifying as a gender that's different than their biological sex. It's in line with Governor Glenn Youngkin's call for schools to require parental sign-off on the use of any name or pronoun other than what's in a student's official record. Youngkin said last week in his State of the Commonwealth address. Parents matter. We must protect their fundamental right to make decisions concerning the upbringing of their children. While the bill is picking up some Republican support, it will likely be voted down in the Senate, which is controlled by Democrats. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. The state of Maryland is accused of routinely giving powerful, mind-altering drugs to children in foster care against their will. It's the claim of a class-action lawsuit filed by children's rights and other groups. Nearly 34% of kids in the state's foster care system are given meds such as antidepressants, anti-anxiety medications, or mood stabilizers. The lawsuit says nearly three-quarters of the kids are taking drugs without a psychiatric diagnosis and that black children are even more likely to be put on psychotropic meds. Children's Rights says the state's use of these drugs amounts to putting foster kids in a chemical straitjacket. At last report, there was no comment from the foster care system. 10.06. D.C. has passed its first updated criminal code in more than a century. It was done through a council override of the mayor's veto. The new code lessens penalties for violent crimes, including carjackings and gun violations. Ahead of the 12 to 1 vote, Councilmember Kenyon McDuffie and his colleagues acknowledged it's challenging to move forward on a bill to keep punishments proportionate to the crime when so many children are being affected by gun violence. And so the question that everybody's asking right now is, will this law make our city less safe? And I say no, emphatically It will not make our city less safe. New chair of the Public Safety Committee, Brooke Pinto, says the public and criminal justice stakeholders will continue to have a voice. The new law will not go into effect for another three years, during which time I intend to fully explore whether additional amendments to the criminal code make sense. Megan Cloherty, WTOP News. In a statement following the vote, Mayor Muriel Bowser says the updated criminal code unfortunately falls short on meeting the moment we're in right now. A major development in the case of Anna Walsh, the missing mother of three and D.C. real estate executive who's been missing since New Year's Day. Her husband, Brian Walsh, is now charged in her killing. 
Norfolk, Massachusetts DA Michael Morrissey made the announcement this afternoon. The continued investigation has now allowed police to obtain an arrest warrant charging Brian Walsh with the murder of his wife. And uh, Walsh went missing early in the morning January 1st as she was traveling from Boston to D.C., her body is not found. Brian Walsh was already in police custody and charged with lying to investigators about his whereabouts in the days after his wife's disappearance. He's due in court sometime this week. Coming up after traffic and weather, why didn't the January 6th House Committee share damning revelations about how social media companies may have contributed to the January 6th insurrection? We'll get an answer from the Washington Post straight ahead. Stay with us. I want to break free. Ready to break free, D.C.? Take your dream vacation with Norwegian Cruise Line to Europe, the Caribbean, and more. Book today and get 50% off all cruises all over the world. Plus, enjoy free airfare for second guests, free unlimited open bar, free specialty dining, and more. Visit ncl.com, call your travel advisor, or 1-888-NCL-CRUISE. Offer and soon, D.C. Norwegian Cruise Line. Sail safe, feel free. Ships registry the Bahamas and USA. Restrictions apply. 1008. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $69. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks with Bob Imler in the traffic center. In southeast Washington, the police activity Dimitri is alluding to does have Benning Road closed just north of Southern Avenue to a point near 8th Street Southeast. So it is closed both ways there. But uh, things are pretty quiet elsewhere around the region. In terms of any work zones, none set up as of yet along 66. That may change, though. But for now, all lanes are open and traffic continues to run well in both directions, up and down both 395 and 95. You are good to go and around the Beltway in Maryland and Virginia. All is quiet. In Maryland, on 50 out to the Bay Bridge, nothing in your way. 95 of the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, each pretty quiet. The crash in Baltimore on 95 North on Hanover Street is completely clear. And 270 is without delay both ways. Looking for a new car? The wait is over. Fitzgerald Auto Mall has hundreds of new and used cars to choose from. Visit Fitzmall.com. Transparency you can trust. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4's Mike Stennifer. There is a weak front off to our west, and until it comes through around midnight, there'll be a risk of a shower. Most of us will stay dry. Overnight, partly to mostly cloudy. Watch out for some fog. Our lows will be in the mid-30s to lower 40s. Much better day on Wednesday. A mixture of cloud cover and sunshine. Breezy. Highs upper 50s to lower 60s. Often on rain showers on Thursday as the storm system comes through. Highs low to mid-50s. And behind the storm on Friday, partly cloudy and blustery. Highs low 50s. And Saturday will be partly cloudy with a high in the upper 40s to lower 50s. I'm Storm Team 4 Meteorologist Mike Stinnerford. Upper Marlboro 39, Centerville 45, D.C. 42. We're down to the middle 30s, and we're dealing with patchy, dense fog in parts of the WTOP listening area tonight. We're brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today. Schedule your free in-home estimate. 1010. They are stunning new details about January 6th committee's findings that were largely left out of the panel's final report. The revelations concern social media companies and how they failed to address the online extremism that led up to that insurrection. It's all laid out in a memo 22 pages circulated among committee members. A draft of that memo was reviewed and reported on by the Washington Post. Post-technology policy reporter Kat Zakreski joined us earlier to talk about what's in the memo. These memos show a real hesitation on Twitter's part to take some steps that employees recommended to address extremism on the platform. Employees alleged to the committee that Twitter gave former President Donald Trump's special treatment on the platform, and that the content moderation tools that they used to monitor other accounts couldn't even be used to watch his tweets as they were going viral ahead of January 6th. 
employees at Twitter talked about efforts to create new policies that would have addressed coded calls to violence and some of the rhetoric that we saw leading up to January 6th. And the company's executives did not move on those recommendations. And really what the report details is how the mistakes that were made at Twitter had ripple effects across the internet. They show how, as former President Trump tweeted about be there, be wild on January 6th in December, that had an effect on other platforms where people were gathering to talk and to organize violence around the days of January 6th. Um, It talks about the messaging app Discord having to actually take down a server where people were plotting to bring firearms to Washington. All of this is stunning, and and we're hearing and reading about it for the first time because it was left out of the committee's final report. Now, we know those House members, they had to put up with death threats. It was long hours. A lot of great work came out of the January 6th committee. But what about this big omission of, of not putting this information in their final report? So our sources who are close to the committee say that there was really an effort within the committee to keep the report focused on former President Donald Trump. And the result of that is that information like this was left on the cutting room floor. Some of the people said that there was a real resistance to dig into the roots of domestic extremism in the Republican Party that had spread beyond Donald Trump. There was also concern within the committee, which as you mentioned, had a lot on its plate and was working on a tight timeline about really going into a public PR battle with some of the world's most powerful companies. And we saw, and and in our reporting, we were able to show that, you know, many of the things that the committee staffers wanted to do actually didn't happen. For instance, after learning about some of these issues that the Twitter employees had with getting executives to get on board with some of their suggestions, the committee staffers wanted to actually send subpoenas to some of those individuals, but they were never approved by the committee's vice chair, Liz Cheney, to be sent out. Anything getting better at Twitter or the other social media companies? Because beyond any written report, what we want to do is protect democracy and make sure we're not getting misinformation and disinformation. One of the most alarming things in the report is that the staffers say that the conditions that they saw on social media ahead of January 6th remain unchanged as of today. And that's significant as we see Facebook weighing whether or not to let President Trump back on. And as Twitter really goes in the opposite direction and allows many of the accounts associated with January 6th to get back on under the leadership of Elon Musk. Washington Post technology policy reporter Kat Zakreski. And the big story tonight is that the January 6th House Committee chose to leave out an important report that showed how social media companies contributed to the Capitol insurrection. Well, the caps were on the second leg of a back-to-back tonight tell you how they did against Minnesota. What are the commanders thinking for the next offensive coordinator? It's all ahead on WTOP. Attention! If you owe money to the IRS, this is an urgent message. The IRS is cracking down by sending out heart-stopping letters, aggressively garnishing paychecks, seizing bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. They call it enforced compliance. And you better watch out, because penalties and interest on unpaid taxes compound daily, making it seem impossible to ever get out of debt. Don't let the tax debt destroy your life. You need to call Optima Tax Relief, the number one tax resolution firm. They're experts 
experts in the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks that the IRS has ever offered. If you qualify, you could save thousands. Optima's resolved over $1 billion of tax debt for their clients. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, they'll fight to get you the best deal possible. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. 10 and 15 with Rob Woodfork. All right, the Capitals already more losses midway through January than they had all of December. They fall to the Minnesota Wild on home ice 4-2 tonight to suffer their fifth loss of the month. Martin Faravari had a goal and an assist, his second career multi-point game. And says of a wild second period in which Minnesota scored three times. In the second period, we kind of a little bit slip off the gas, you know, and uh, a couple turnovers, and we just uh, had to play maybe a little bit more simple and put it in uh, in a zone, you know, make uh, an offensive zone and forecheck, but we kind of stayed in our zone and stuck there, and then they just scored, so that was the, that was the reason. Charlie Lindgren made 18 saves, but all three of the goals against him in the middle period came with a big forward setting a screen to obstruct his view. Better news on the local college hardwood. VCU cruised to their fourth straight win and ninth in their last 10. An 83-55 route of UMass keeps them atop the A-10 with a 5-1 conference record. Second-ranked Kansas upstate uh, upset by in-state rival Kansas State, 83-82 in a battle of ranked teams. The commander's search for a new offensive coordinator has brought them to Pat Shermer. He interviewed uh, with the team today. He spent two years as uh, head coach of the Giants, went 3-1 and one against Washington in that span, by the way. Uh, he was out of football this past season after a two-year stint as offensive coordinator in Denver. Parenthetically, his son Kyle Shermer, was actually on Washington's practice squad last season as a fourth-string quarterback before moving into coaching like his dad. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. 1017, eating fish caught in ponds, lakes, and streams could be bad for you. It's the latest warning from researchers. A study published in Environmental Research has found that locally caught freshwater fish, including catfish, perch, and smallmouth bass across the nation, are contaminated with so-called forever chemicals. These are manufactured chemicals used in things like food packaging and waterproof fabrics. They're called forever chemicals because of their persistence in both the environment and the body. The researchers say identifying and eliminating sources of human exposure to forever chemicals is a public health priority. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. Top stories we're following for you at this hour. D.C.'s new criminal code lessens penalties for violent crimes, including carjackings. We'll tell you how the council went around the mayor on that decision. The latest in President Biden's classified documents investigation, the Justice Department considered having FBI agents with other people monitoring a search of papers by President Biden's lawyers. Then they decided against it. We'll tell you why. Marjorie Taylor Greene and George Santos are among the controversial Republican lawmakers to get committee assignments. Stay with WTOP for more about all these stories in just minutes. 1018, traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks, going to Bob in the traffic center. Well, the road crew is back in Jessup again tonight. Southbound on the Baltimore-Washington Parkway at 175, getting by single file to the left. Things are generally good to go elsewhere on the BW Parkway. Northbound lanes are open and uh, 95 is running well both ways. On 270, no incidents or delays and 50 out to the Bay Bridge is good to go. And traffic continues to run well on the Beltway through Montgomery and Prince George's counties. 
Southeast D.C., a stretch of Benning Road north of Southern Avenue is closed. That because of police activity. And in Virginia, on 95 southbound, caller says a work zone now setting up after Prince William Parkway before Dale Boulevard, exit 156 block in the left lane. And no delays to report either way. On 66, things are running without delay. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4's Mike Stennifer. We're watching a weak cold front off to our west. It's going to come through here around midnight. Until it gets here, there'll be a slight chance for shower. Most of us will stay rain-free. After midnight, skies will range from partly cloudy to mostly cloudy. We are going to see some patchy fog as the night goes on. Our lows mid-30s to lower 40s. A much better day on Wednesday. A mixture of cloud cover and sunshine. It'll be breezy. It'll be warmer, too. Highs upper 50s to lower 60s. Those temperatures about 15 degrees above average. Off our rain showers of the storm system on Thursday, it'll be rather breezy, a high in the low to mid-50s. And behind the storm system on Friday, partly cloudy skies with a gusty wind out of the northwest and a high in the low 50s. Partly cloudy skies on Saturday. The winds will be lighter. Highs upper 40s to lower 50s. Skies will cloud up on Sunday. There'll be a chance for showers by late in the day. Highs upper 40s to lower 50s. I'm Storm Team 4 Meteorologist Mike Stinnerford. Checking Storm Team 4 radar, we do have some steady rain that's in eastern Frederick County in Maryland and pushing into central parts of Carroll County. Northern Baltimore County also getting rain tonight. And there is patchy fog in many parts of the WTOP listening area during these overnight hours. Gaithersburg 45, Arlington 42, Lanham 39. We're heading down to the middle 30s overnight. Brought to you by New Look Home Design. Right now, save 50% on all roofing materials and labor. Coming up on WTOP, a new proposal to keep elementary school students safer in one of our biggest school systems, not only in our region, but the whole country. Stay with us at 1020. Here's Joe Dabbs, the business manager at IBEW Local 26, on how the data center industry partners with IBEW Local 26 to provide modernized infrastructure and workforce opportunities in Northern Virginia. Sponsored by Data Center Coalition. It's an industry that continues to grow. They provide us with the opportunities to provide great career paths, great middle-class jobs. View the entire discussion on WTOP.com. Search Data Center Coalition. Data centers are at the core of our digital lives, powering virtually all our daily activities. Beyond enabling essential connectivity, data centers provide high-paying jobs, generate significant local tax revenue to support critical services, and contribute volunteer talent and money to their communities right here in Northern Virginia, the data center capital of the world. Learn how data centers connect us to each other and to a future full of possibility at www.centerofyourdigitalworld.org. That's centerofyourdigitalworld.org. 21. Tanya Odom, the Director of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, DEI, at CareFirst Blue Cross Blue Shield, joined WTOP on a discussion about transforming health care. Tanya leads the company's continued commitment to recruiting, developing, and retaining a diverse and inclusive workforce to design innovative health care solutions for the people and communities CareFirst serves. When we think about diversity, equity, and inclusion, these are all terms that most people are familiar with. And diversity is really about the mix of people that you have in an organization, whereas inclusion is about the experience, more about the environment and how each employee experiences that environment. It really is about a shared responsibility, making sure that everyone is doing their part and that we're giving employees and leaders the tools that they need to really exhibit those behaviors, inclusive behaviors, as well as encourage their staff to be more engaged and feel part of the organization. Listen to the entire discussion on WTOP.com. Search Care First. 
This is WTOP News. 10-22. In Fairfax County, one security assistant may be assigned to each of the school system's five regions next year to focus on responding to incidents at elementary schools. It's part of Superintendent Michelle Reed's proposed budget for the next fiscal year. Reed told the school board today, staffing makes it hard for every elementary school to have an additional security presence. The idea of putting out 141 folks right now, number one, I know the county, it's a challenge to keep first responders also hired and retain, recruit and retain first responders as well. So I I think it's a start. Elementary schools in the county don't have school resource officers. Reed's $3.5 billion budget is scheduled to be approved this spring. And, of course, the attack in Uvalde, Texas, has a lot to do with these new plans for elementary school security in our area. Prince George's County School Board is moving forward with new leadership after the previous chair was booted over accusations of misconduct. Judy Mickens-Murray has been selected to serve as the Board of Education Chair. Mickens-Murray was appointed to a four-year term on the board by the county executive back in 2021. The board's vice chair position will be filled by Lolita E. Walker. Now, the changes come after months of discourse among board members, which led to the removal of Juanita Miller as chair amid allegations of misconduct, incompetence, and neglect. A judge will make the final decision on whether Miller should be removed from serving on the school board at all, a decision that could take several months. Melissa Howell, WTOP News. It's a flaw in our health care system. People across the country are turning to the 911 emergency service as their primary source of medical care. It happens a lot with older people who live alone and those who have chronic medical problems. Younger people, too. I was reading of a case of a person who's just 24 years old, but with a lot of issues, and they call 911 an ambulance anytime they need help. Well, this, of course, costs cities and counties a lot of money to send out emergency vehicles and first responders to help repeat 911 callers. Independent journalist Brian Rinker tells us here on WTOP that a Seattle-area fire department is trying to address the issue with a specialized unit. It's called FD Cares. It's meant to help frequent callers improve conditions at home and with their health. It's just a certain type of model where they're addressing these high utilizers. They hire nurses and social workers to work alongside firefighters. They will address the underlying health and social problems that these high utilizer callers have. And by doing that, they will reduce their reliance on 911 calls. Rinker writes in Health Affairs Journal that social workers are important too because they can provide services first responders can't. Read a lot more at WTOP.com. Search Health Affairs. Money News 25 and 55 here on WTOP. And let's go to Jeff Claybaugh. The Dow lost 392 points Tuesday. The Nasdaq gained 16. Tesla's price cuts bring a high-end Model 3 to $54,000, just enough to fall below the $55,000 for the new $7,500 EV tax credit. The Department of Transportation has fined Virgin Atlantic a million dollars for violating airspace restrictions over Iraq. A $500 million senior living high-rise in Tyson's is topped out. The Mathers condos will sell for as much as $4.2 million, and it's already mostly sold out. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. Most Asian markets are higher. That includes Australia and Japan. South Korea's Kospi is down 1%, though. Hong Kong higher. Shanghai Composite a fraction higher. Coming up tonight on WTOP, your full forecast for the middle of the week. The D.C. Council overrides Mayor Bowser's veto and then votes to revamp the city's criminal code, the first time that's been done in about 100 years in D.C. There is controversy.
Stay with us for all that at 1026. For more than 50 years, KBR delivers mission-critical science, technology, and engineering solutions to space, defense, and intelligence communities. Whether training astronauts or testing the latest military aircraft, KBR equips those on the front line and those exploring a new frontier. Known for excelling in extreme environments, KBR is trusted to help its customers meet their most pressing challenges today and into the future. KBR, the team behind the mission. For more information, Visit KBR.com. Dave, congratulations on the engagement. You nailed that moment. 